Well, holla freaking you, yeah. The Golden State Warriors won a road game. They actually know how to do it. Ryan Leong, AP radio reporter, joins me to hopefully, well, not hopefully, they want to, to join me for a Warriors party to finally uh, have a post game show that's on more in a celebratory tone. We're going to talk about why the Warriors won, going to talk about Steph's injury, uh, which brought up a scare for a brief moment there. And one player that was in my opinion, a huge difference maker. We're going to break all of that down next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. You follow Ryan Leong. He's an AP radio reporter covering the Golden State Warriors among many sports on Twitter at Ryan Leong. You spell his last name L-E-O-N-G. You can follow me, Cyrus Otzes, on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow. Welcome to the postgame extravaganza. The Golden State Warriors stay alive in terms of momentum, in terms of playoff standings. They beat the Houston Rockets in a game that they damn well needed to win considering just how bad the Rockets are, uh, but they pull it off. Ryan, good to see you, man. And what was your immediate reaction to the Warriors finally ending that 11-game road losing streak and picking up a W? Well, I don't like quoting Le- LeBron very often, but what's that saying when they won in Miami, when they won the title? It's about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I-, I guess first things first, man, like like what did you see in this game? It, 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 they, they led by four at the half. Yeah, that is correct. Um, and then the lead, actually, I'm sorry, they led a five and a half. Uh, the lead whittled by one. I believe it was four at the end of the third quarter. Uh, but then they pulled away in the fourth. What did you see there in that fourth quarter that made the difference, man? Because the Warriors just really kind of like took off like a freight train and didn't look back. Made shots. I mean, unfortunately, as, as you saw all too often, they once again relied on the three, which is their bread and butter. But they at least did on the fast break, you know, get some open looks and were able to like, there was that one play I can't remember. I think it was Clay found Draymond for a driving layup and he was wide open and they need more of that kind of play. I mean, at least they got it, but so often though, they're just like taking threes. And even in this game, you and you were watching it a lot of threes and a lot of threes with a lot of time on the shot clock. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, and and usually you blame Jordan pool for that, but it was, it was, it was Curry doing it. It was clay doing it. And a lot of the guys were just jacking up threes when they didn't need to rush the shot clock like that. But it's almost like, they're just like, okay, this is what we're known for. Let's just take a three and just, and just throw it up there. But you know, you, you got to sometimes it's a little bit better if you can, like, uh, take a little bit of time and aim your shots instead of just throwing, just jacking them up there, you know? But you're saying they're, they're forcing them. Is that, is that what oh, you're yeah, saying? Yeah, a little bit. Mean? Yeah. But yeah. at least in that fourth quarter, they weren't, which was important. But, but again, they, they really do live and die by those threes. And, and again, just lucky for them, they got some to fall tonight. But, you know, nobody really shot it all that well. I mean, both Clay and Steph had five threes apiece, but, was that 10 of 28 between the two of them? So that's not a good percentage. You're absolutely right, man. And so as a, as a co- collective whole, the Warriors put up 48 three-point attempts, only made 17 of them. I say only. I mean, 35.4% is not bad as a three-point clip, but by their standards, you know, I think that's a little lower than usual. Although I don't know, actually. Do you know what their three-point shooting is on the season as a team in terms of percentage? I don't have that number in front of me. Maybe I that's actually on par. Um, but but, yeah. but Clay. But Clay Thompson, I thought, finally snapped out of this road slump he's been on. He put up 29 points tonight. A lot of those came in the fourth quarter, finished 5 of 13 from three. Stephen Curry 
uh, had that one play that that really uh, scared Dub Nation and anyone who loves Steph or just loves basketball and loves watching a play. It was it was a really freakish play where uh, Jordan Poole uh, fell and his head hit Stephen Curry's same injured knee mm. that he bruised earlier yeah. this season. It was just a freakish type play. Uh, Steph leaves the game for a while. He goes on the exercise bike for a bit. Um, and, and Jordan Poole was like rubbing his head. I mean, cause he hurt himself there. Uh, but Steph had a, had a solid game as well. Finished with 30 points again, a five of 15 from three, not great, but not bad either. Um, but, but two players that really stuck out to me and maybe even three, I'll give Anthony Lamb credit too, because even though, even though it drives me crazy when, when Kerr relies so much on him and plays him over Moses Moody, look, third quarter, uh, fourth quarter, Anthony Lamb, he did fine. He didn't cause the team to lose. Uh, he was three for four from, from deep. Fine. Good. Great. You did okay there. Uh, you know, he had some defensive lapses, I could point out, but we'll keep it positive here. But Moses Moody um, got an extended run in the first half. He played eight minutes and six seconds. All that time was in the first half. And you're not going to see what he he contributed from the box score, right? Because he scored three points. It came off one shot attempt. It was a three that went in. But he was playing solid defense. Uh, he was playing solid in terms of setting screens. Uh, just just being a great contributor out there. Um, I didn't realize this until uh, Bob Fitzgerald said it on the broadcast that Moody's led the team in plus minus for the entire road trip. Um, we didn't see him at all again in the second half, which was kind of weird. Uh, you know, again, those minutes went to Anthony Lamb. Lamb came in about the five-minute mark of the third quarter when Steph went out with the knee injury. Again, that, that got caused by uh, hitting it on Jordan Poole's head. Um, so we never saw Moody again after that, what I thought was a really solid first, first half. Uh, what were your thoughts on Moody's performance, and why do you think we didn't see him in the second half? That that, that the to answer the second part of your question, I have no idea. Only the coach can answer that. But from, <laughs> from my from what we can gather about Kerr, all these years that we've seen him as the coach, and I think this season particularly so, he's playing his favorites. I mean, I think it's as simple as that. There's no reason not to play him more minutes. But you know, the, the coach the coach dictates who's out on the floor, and obviously, you know, he likes the unit he goes with. And, and, yeah, he ends up giving Anthony Lamb 17 minutes of action. Moses Moody only plays eight minutes. Right. And, and that's just – that's you know, that's nothing. I mean, he played – he's the only guy on the team that played in single digits in minutes. So, I mean, I'm as perplexed as you are when it comes to that because, um, you know, you think you'd want to you want to reward a guy who's, who's who's playing hard and showing hustle. And, uh, again, you know, a guy who's as young as Jonathan Kaminga, they both drafted the same, the same time practically. They're both 20. Yeah, and I mean, they're both 20, but in the same draft year and all that. And, and, and he's just, yeah, he's just not, he's, he's really hardly sniffing any playing time at all. In fact, if anything, you wonder if he's getting uh, scrub minutes, but he's not. These are first half minutes. And the fact that he just sat there on the bench the whole second half while this game was still in the balance, I, I don't have an answer for you. I mean, I, I, I like I said, I, I, there's no reason why you shouldn't play the guy. It's just that Kerr is choosing not to. What, and let me ask you this, man. You're, you're in that, uh, uh, and they call it they call it the interview room at Chase Center. That's where Kerr comes after the game and pregame answers questions from from the press pool. Uh, you'll sometimes get two to three players also coming in there after the game to answer questions. Uh, a very select few because of the NBA's tier uh, system with with press credentials. Now this has changed from the past. Before Ryan, you and I would go into that locker room. We we chatted up with the players. We'd ask them questions. Now you only have a very select few. Uh, individuals having that same access where they can actually go into the locker room for the rest right. of us uh, schlubs. Uh, we only get to ask the players and the coaches questions if they come into that interview room. I don't know if you have that tier one access. Do you? I finally got it. Thanks to AP, but um, wow. But I, but only, 
Thank you. But I'm only been really using it for the visitors because the Warriors technically bring everybody into the interview room. I mean, everybody that you need to talk to, they're going to bring in the interview room. Now, I suppose if you wanted to go talk to Moses Moody, we would chase him down in the locker room. Well, so, well, I, well, well, the reason why I bring this up is because especially now that you have tier one access, that's even that's even more uh, interesting to me. Why is it that the, the the reporters who are there night in, night out, who get access in terms of questions, uh, why is no one bringing this up to Kerr, man? Like, why is Kerr getting such a pass when it comes to the minutes he's giving to uh, certain players versus not to others? In this case, I'll bring up Moses Moody. Like, I guarantee no one is asking him, why didn't Moody play in the second half? Why is he getting such a free pass, man? What's going on there in your opinion? I don't know, to be honest. I mean, I guess nobody's really asked. I can ask it for you the next home game. And then the, next I, the, ch the next chance I get will be against the Sixers on Friday. So I'll, I'll do my best to try to ask it on Friday. Please, man. Yeah, that'd be, yeah. That'd be awesome, dude. Um, because yeah. that, that that always perplexes me. Uh, when we come back, I want I got to talk about the other lottery pick from two years ago. I thought Moses Moody again had a fantastic game, but someone who to me was a difference maker was Jonathan Kaminga. Jonathan Kaminga played fantastic basketball. He's growing up right before our eyes, um, and and the 25 minutes he poured in tonight were huge. Um, and so I'm going to give him his due. Uh, when we come back from the break, I got to give some love first to FanDuel. Ryan, are you a gambler, man? Like, are you, do, do, you, uh, do, do you throw money down to, to, to uh, the outcomes of games or players or any of that stuff? The, the honest to God truth is no, because I used to work for a, for a wire service called Sports Picker, which uh, was actually then uh, for a while owned by ESPN before it got dissolved by, of all people, the AP. Um, <laughs> We actually serviced a lot of the casinos with our information. And I just learned a long time ago, I just, I, I just don't bet on sports. It's, it's, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but you know, it, it's gambling, you know, there's no like, you know, and, and, and a few times I did gamble, I gambled once on the Cal uh, Las Vegas bowl and I missed the, I missed the spread just by a little bit. So these guys uh, know what they're doing. These, these, these guys that, that are the, uh, the sports bookies and whatnot and, and make oh, the they're, odds, they're Yeah. These guys are geniuses. Do most of the people who are actually setting the lines in Vegas or whoever's working for FanDuel, they, they have like PhDs in, in statistics. I mean, these are just number crunchers to the T. Uh, well, if you go to FanDuel right now, the tournament, March Madness is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1 thousand dollars that's bonus bets back if your first team doesn't if your first bet i'm sorry doesn't win you just download the fanduel sportsbook app it's safe secure and super easy to use then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained play fanduel uh you can with if you play fanduel i'm sorry you can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay don't miss the chance to get your no sweat First bet up to $1,000 and bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow Ryan Leong. He's a reporter for Associated Press Radio on Twitter at Ryan Leong. Leong is spelled L-E-O-N-G. And again, you can follow me, Cyrus Hotz, on Twitter at DogSurfRocho. Jonathan Kaminga tonight, uh, in 25 minutes, 33 seconds of play, uh, shot fantastic from the field. He was seven and nine from the field as a whole. 
uh, had two three-point attempts, made one of them, so he shot 50% from there. Even made both his free throws, 17-point night. Uh, wasn't a big rebounding night, but the three rebounds that he did collect – I thought were big man rebounds. What I mean by that is they were not easy. He was literally muscling his way in there. Uh, there were there were tough rebounds to grab. Um, did have two turnovers. One of them was pretty ugly. It was a cross-court pass, from, if I remember correctly, that got stolen. Um, but nonetheless, I thought he was huge. Your reaction, your thoughts on Jonathan Kaminga's night uh, in this Warriors win? Oh, no, great, great night. I mean, and anytime you can get that kind of production off your bench, and he was the leading guy, in fact, the only guy in the Warriors bench to score in double digits. I mean, he he, he displayed some solid play. And and like you said, you know, I think for him, he could he could try to drive inside a little bit more, but the fact that he does have an outside shot and he was able to convert one of his two three-pointers makes him that much more valuable as a as a, as a guy that, that's able to play, you know, as, as a forward, but also with some shooting ability. So I, I, I liked what I saw out of him tonight. I mean, it'd just be nice if, you know, he had a little bit more of a supporting cast, but great night by him tonight. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, it was huge. I, and again, like I, I invested in Jonathan Kaminga's stock uh, a long time ago. Uh, why don't we uh, why don't we listen to Steve Kerr? Let me get this uh, queued up here real fast here. So Steve Kerr uh, took the podium like, you know, they all do uh, after the games. And he talked about the Warriors uh, getting the first road win. Did you off the top of your head, Ryan? Can you guess when the last time was that the Warriors won before tonight? I think it was January 30th, but I don't remember the opponent. You got the date right. It was yeah. January 30th. I don't know who the opponent was either. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, we'll that's that a long up. time. We're recording this on March 20th right now. Uh, so it's been almost two months. It's absolutely insane. Here is um, – wait, did I get that right? Is it almost two months? Yeah, so I got the answer for you now because I, I do some quick uh, quick thinking here on the on the web. Uh, they, they were at Oklahoma City. They beat the Thunder 128-120. Incredible. And I do remember that game vividly. Here is Steve Kerr talking about the Warriors' first road win since January 30th. Yeah, it's been a, been a long time. I mean, I, I don't remember the last road game we won. It's been a while. So January 30th. January 30th. Thanks. That doesn't make me feel any better. Uh, but we, we needed it, obviously. Um, I actually felt uh, like we played decently in the first three games of this trip. Um, lost all three, but but had our chances in all three, and I liked our effort. I liked a lot of the execution. Um, ironically, I thought this was the worst of the four games that we've played on this trip. Um, but obviously, um, you know, we, we were, um, you know, playing a different caliber team. You know, those first three were battling with all those teams for the playoffs, and, you know, Memphis has one of the best records in the league, and, um, and you know, Houston has had a rough season, but they, they are playing better of late, and um, they've had some really good wins. So I thought, you know, we, we had to come in t tonight with a focus that um, unfortunately wasn't there, and that was the, the issue with that first half, but we eventually got there. I actually, I, you know, that was weird. I actually thought they played okay in the first half. I don't, you know, they did go into the half of the lead, but um, and a couple of people in the chat giving giving kudos to Anthony Lamb. Yeah, he he did okay in the third quarter, part of the fourth quarter. Did not have a good first half. Um, but I don't know why people keep saying Lamb's defense is great. I'm watching these games, folks. You're insulting me at this point, telling me that what you're seeing somehow is diff is better or more accurate than what I'm seeing. No, Anthony Lamb is not playing great defense out there. That is an asinine. Uh, opinion i do not agree with it but nonetheless look he did fine offensively uh but beside that uh look the warriors won this game and in the standings right now if we take a look at that um the warriors are in the sixth spot in the standings they're uh a game and a half behind the clippers 
And this just makes their next road game that much more important. Uh, they finish up the five-game road swing a day after tomorrow. They're going to be in Dallas. Luka Doncic, I believe, has been out for a while. Ryan, what are you seeing uh, with that game uh, coming up? Again, that's that's one that I would call that a must-win. Um, if the Warriors have legitimate aspirations for a world title, I would consider that a must-win. Because I don't think if, if you're going to win a world title, getting in as a play-in is not going to be the formula for that, especially if your Warriors team that's battling injuries, you're worn down. Um, what are you seeing in that Mavericks game, man? That that looks huge to me. Your thoughts? Oh yeah, absolutely. Of course. I mean, there's no it goes without saying. I mean, the only other team that's got a let's see, there's only three other teams that have fewer road wins than the Warriors right now, and those teams are appropriately Houston, San Antonio, and Detroit. And where are those teams right now? Right, they're at the bottom of the standings. Here it is. The Warriors are this are the sixth place team now, half a game ahead of Dallas, and they have only eight road wins. So obviously. It's a must-win situation. Absolutely. Well, what do you, what do you think is going to happen, though? <laughs> what, are you, what are you foreseeing happening in this, uh, in this game? I, I'm hoping the Warriors can win, but I'm not real confident about that. I mean, I mean, Kerr's right. The Warriors did win this game, but if you look at the way they played, they actually did, probably did play their worst. I mean, they, they committed uh, 20 turnovers, leading to 25 points by the Rockets. Uh, didn't shoot very well, as we talked about. I mean, yeah. made, made only, no, again, 17 threes is, is still a decent clip at 35%. Oh, by the way, I looked that up, too. Coming into this game, the Warriors' three-point percentage was 30.384. So 38% was was their percentage coming okay, into this Okay, so game. it was only it was almost on par. They shot 35 tonight, so yeah. so it, it was pretty average. Okay, uh, yeah, so the three-point shooting was okay. Yeah, that, that Mavericks game is going to be big. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at the schedule right now today. So earlier, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves won their game. They beat the Knicks 140-134. Um, the Mavericks lost to the Grizzlies 112-108. Uh, so I think they're going to be a little hungry coming into that game as well. The Mavericks currently 36-36. and The Warriors right now uh, improved with tonight's game to 37-36, and uh, barely above 500. That's going to be a big one, folks. Um, what's today? Today is Monday, so this is going to be a Wednesday night game. Uh, Kevin Dana is going to join me mm -hmm. for that. When we come back, Ryan, I want to ask you, um, Gilbert, look, this is where I'm going from moving forward. All right, let's make one thing very clear. With the chat thing is the luxury. Okay, I do this because I want to see what other people are talking about. I want to answer questions for me, folks. People like Gilbert and everyone else, if you come constantly coming in here, criticizing, being uh, expressing opinions that, again, are borderline hateful. You're distracting the show, okay? You're taking away from the show. This is not a platform for you to come here and bitch about my opinions. So if you don't like what I'm saying, go somewhere else. That is not the purpose of me <laughs> opening up this chat for you. I don't have an agenda against Lamb. I have an agenda that's pro-Golden State Warriors, all right? And I don't agree that Anthony Lamb is going to help this team win a world championship. Tonight's example, Moses Moody in that first half, those eight minutes were solid. The Warriors were doing fine with Moses Moody. And for those of you in here who are saying that Anthony Lamb is a good defender, no, he's not. People blow by him regularly. Someone in the chat prays that he boxes out doing rebounds. La-di-da, everyone boxes out for rebounds. There is nothing special about a 6'5 player who until tonight was struggling from beyond the arc. He went three for four. That's great, all right? But if you're going to come in here and you're going to constantly like start fights, and if you're going to be a contrarian about opinions that I express, peace all right bye good solemn goodbye okay i don't it is not a necessary thing for you to come here 
and pick fights. That is not the purpose of this chat to be open. You're completely distracting and taking away from the show. So if you want to do that, go somewhere else, please, or I will block you immediately. Because again, you're not contributing to a damn thing. I've, I've said this before, and I've said it again, and I want to make one thing very clear about the opinions that I express here, okay? I don't just think up of these things and just say, I feel like this, and then I go on this show and I express them. I talk to Warriors insiders. I talk to former players. I sometimes talk to current players. There's a couple of those I talk to, and I run all of my opinions through all of them because I want to get their feedback. When it comes to Anthony Lamb, yeah, there's some people out there, the fringe, who consider themselves part of Dub Nation that will love him, apparently, even though he's an alleged rapist, even though his numbers suck. In Santa Cruz, he shot in five games, he shot 20.7% from beyond the arc. All right, he averaged, I think, 14 points per game in 30 minutes. Those were his numbers in Santa Cruz. Yet, for some reason, Steve Kerr is playing this guy in the NBA, giving him runs of 17, 18, 20 minutes a game, when I just do not think those minutes should be going to him. They should be going to Jermichael Green, who is 6'8", 6'9". They should be going to Moses Moody, who at 6'6", with a 7'1 wingspan, is doing more for this team, especially in the big picture. Anthony Lamb is an average at best player. If you don't agree with that, that's perfectly fine. But stop coming in the chat and trying to stir shit up by saying that you're gone. Okay? You're gone. And Ghostface Gangster, when you say, who cares? You're right. But I'm seeing this damn stuff in the chat. It is completely distracting from the show. So just from now on, if we're going to continue doing this live thing with the chat active, I will block you if you troll. If you troll with these kind of opinions, you're gone. Save your lamb love for another show. It is not welcome here. And even Henry, don't tell me to slow down. This is not, do not dictate what I should be doing with this show, man. You're out of your freaking minds. So I'm sorry, my little rant, if you don't like it, that's tough. All right. Like this is, I've been doing this for 25 years of my life and people in here lecture me. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. I am talking basketball. Let's go Brandon. And, and by the way, the let's go Brandon is such a political uh, uh, handle, which is ridiculous in, in and of itself. I am talking basketball when I talk about Anthony Lamb. He's not a good basketball player. He can't play defense. He's 6'5", so people shoot over him regularly. He's not a good ball handler. He's not a playmaker. Again, he was in Santa Cruz shooting 20.7% from beyond the arc. All right? This is not a sensitivity thing. This is a <laughs> you folks in the fringe are just really just spewing opinions that are just ignorant and are not astute at all. But unfortunately, like you're, you're catching my eye in these chat with these things and, and it takes away from the show. So I will just keep blocking you if you do that. All right. I don't need it. It does not help for the show. So I've done my speech. Stop coming in here with your land propaganda. I get it. There's a few of you out there that think he's okay. You, it doesn't mean you're right. Okay. And there's Twitter. There are other social media platforms. If you need to express your voice, go there and do it, please. Okay. Yes. Tyron Crockett. You're absolutely right. See this. I respect this. Lamb did good today. He did. All right. He wasn't great. He was good. You're, you're, you're glossing over the first half when he wasn't that good. Second half, he was good. But if you actually watch every single play closely like I do, for those three three-pointers that Anthony Lamb made, he also like gave up at least that much in defense. People blow by him and score all the time. And Caspa, you're actually right. You can have opinions too. But this is my show, not yours. So if you don't like it, find your own show host your own show. That's perfectly fine. And express your land propaganda there. Okay. And again, every one of these things I am going to block. So Casper 419, 
You're not distracting this show anymore. And moving forward, that's how this is going to work. I'm done. I've said my piece. Uh, Ryan, any issues? Uh, any, anything you want to add to that? Because I'm going crazy. No, no, no. You're you're on a roll there, man. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a breather. But yeah, I, I, we definitely will uh, try to, uh, uh, like I said, I'm hoping I'll get a chance to ask some questions to Kerr when I, when I go to the game on Friday. <laughs> Yeah, seeing like 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 Kyle Miner. Okay, bye. You know, like if you want to sit here and like have like if you just want to be a hater or if you want to troll, bye, man. Nice knowing you. You came in here. I read your your dumb opinion. More power to you. I hope you feel better about it. And then now you're never gonna have an opinion on this show again. So if that's how you want to roll, you do that, and you're gonna get blocked, and and you're you're no longer part of this program. When we come back though, Ryan, you as a member of the media, right, and you as someone who now has a, a tier one uh, 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 access. Um, I have to ask you about this Andrew Wiggins thing, man, because I think tonight was 16 games in a row where he's missed. Um, I'm not going to put you on the spot. Uh, I feel like this is a very sensitive issue for a lot of reasons. Um, but uh, I, 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 I would love to get your insights. And you know what? Actually, we don't have any more commercial breaks for the show. So uh, with the exception of maybe some recorded ones that might be slid in right around here, I'm going to ask you right now. Andrew Wiggins, this is 16 games in a row he's missed. All right. This is no longer a small sample size. And here's and here's the uh, and here's the question I'd like to ask you right now. At what point do the Golden State Warriors, in your opinion, right? None of this is objective. This is all just, you know, each individual's opinion on the matter. In your opinion, do the Warriors at some point have an obligation to tell their fans What's going on? Because like, so, so, when, so, and what I mean by that is, so players miss time for a myriad of reasons. There's an injury report that specifies the, the reasons for that, right? Uh, like, like the report will say, you know, okay, knee ish, knee injury, wrist injury. Uh, you know, I forgot what they put down for load management. I, I know that's, that's maybe they actually write that in there. Do they? They actually put load, man sometimes they put load, man load management. The first time I ever saw an occurrence of that, Years ago, Tim Duncan sat out a game, and for fun, the DNP said old. I remember, <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. So, I, I, I remember uh, to answer your question about the uh, about, about about Wiggins, I hate to say this, but the only time I think they would actually get addressed and the team would answer it is when they are no longer playing games. It'll be a season ender in uh, ending uh, que a question that gets answered. So when they do like their, you know, like like their post mortem or whatever, when the season's over and they have like you know coach and uh, you know, Kerr and 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 uh, Bob Myers interview availability. That's when I think he'll answer the question, not before, not any sooner than that. Unfortunately, so kind of like the, I was gonna say, kind of like the Carlos Correa situation that the Giants were in. They couldn't make any comment until he went to the Twins. So it was. What do you what are you insinuating there in terms of? Uh, so you're saying that until this, yeah, Rebel the Sounds writes the exit interview. Yeah, one of your one of your interview. That, that's exactly right. Yeah, so the so the Rebel is correct. Yeah, the exit interview. The last thing, the last availability that's going to be around for the year is probably the time they'll address it if he doesn't come back to play uh, before the season's over. Okay. So and, and so yeah. I guess the, my my question to you is, it, do, you, do you as an opinion, not as a as a when you think they're going to address it, if ever, do you think the Warriors have an obligation though to the fan base? to at some point let them know. And what I mean by that is, look, ultimately, when you talk about the NBA, this is a business that's run by the fans. There's no fans, there's no NBA. Mm. Plain and simple, right? It, it, all the uh, money Yeah, I I get that. But unfortunately, the, the way that, the way these teams operate, and, and it's not just the Warriors. I've seen it with the 49ers. I've seen it with the Giants. I've seen it with all the pro teams. 
they really run a very cloak and dagger operation. Right. So they're going to tell you when they feel like they want to tell you. I mean, they're they're well aware of it. They're just not going to. They're just going to keep everybody in the dark until they feel like they can they they, they can dictate when they want to answer this question, not before. So, like I said again, it's gonna it's gonna come. I think if Wiggins doesn't play a game again this season, it you you won't find out until the season's over. When when I think also that you know maybe Wiggins is already like let's say let's say the season ends and the Warriors don't make it that far in the playoffs and he's back home or whatever. And he's not, he's not here in the Bay area. I think that's when management would address it. Gotcha. Um, in your opinion, should the Warriors tell the fan base? Well, sure they should, but that, but like I said, unfortunately the way these, the, the way these, the, these teams operate, you know, they, they really do operate in their own like bubble. And I think unfortunately with this advent of, of how media is run now, I mean, you've got your podcast, but the Warriors also have their own, media right they have their own twitter page they've got their own stuff on instagram yeah, they have their own tv channel nbc so, sports Bay Area. they have their own tv channel but yeah that's true they have that too and that's and that's done a little differently now than years ago it was right. a sports sports channel for instance but yeah all those things they run all that they control that so they're gonna they're, they're gonna you know they're gonna sort of like filter their own message that's kind of how it works i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying that's what they're gonna do uh i mean me, me I'm in a perfect world we would like to know right now what, what's happening but that's not going to happen. Well, they, well so. a huge reason for it is, is, and and I'm kind of in a way, I, 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 I don't like the fact that there's so many ugly rumors that are coming out now. Like, like the ugliest, I, I, I you know, I'm not going to touch the ugliest rumor on the show, but I'm starting to have like experienced journalists reach out to me, going, "Is there, is, is this actually true?" And and these are people who are like award winners, man, and and people yeah. who pride themselves on their credibility and rightfully so. I mean, the speculation is getting rampant in terms of what's really going on. And, and I think a lot of people, and again, I don't want to mention it on the show and go on record, but I think most of you folks are aware of like the ugliest rumor pertaining to Andrew Wiggins. And 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 I guess it would be nice if he came out and said the truth just to shut all that stuff down. You know what I'm saying? Because well, let, me, let me let me let's back up yeah, a little please. bit. Wasn't something wasn't something similar like this happening when Mark Jackson was the coach? Uh, you mean what after he got fired or before? Well, what kind of led to his firing? Wasn't he sort of in a kind of similar situation? You know kind I mean? of, but yeah, but I think the reports in his case ended up being true, right? I mean, mm, I mean, I no, saw- no, I know that, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's a similar type situation. It's very tenuous. It just kind of, it, it just reminds me of that situation. Let's put it that way. Uh, do you think and if people want to look that up? They can look it up. I don't want to, like you said, we're not going to talk about it here. People can people got Google in front of them. They can Google Mark Jackson. Do you think um uh do you think that uh Wiggins will come back this year though? I don't know. I gotta be honest. I I really don't know. I mean, I think it's 50-50. I think it's a 50 percent chance he could come back, and there's also a 50% chance he won't, because this is you know, yeah. So I I, I yeah, one of your commenters here, Joe, just assume Wiggins Wiggins is not returning. I agree with that. I'm assuming that he's not returning. Oof. If he comes back, great. Oof. But I, I have at, at this point, I actually do believe that I think Peyton will come back before Wiggins will. Well, I don't think that's even going out on. Uh, that's not a. You're not going out on a limb saying that. I mean, Gary Payton II is already practicing with the team. Right. Let's talk about him for a second. You, you again, you cover this team extensively. Gary Payton II is working out. Has he scrimmaged yet? Do you, do you know if he's gone to that level? Because that's the last step before he can get cleared to play. I, I have not – that I've not heard of yet. I, yeah, I've, I've not seen that. In fact, i got, I got to admit, one of the things I, I haven't really had a chance to do all this time is to go and actually go to a practice, which one of these days I'll do. You know, Allen Iverson's favorite activity, right? 
I had to throw that in there. Practice. We're talking about practice, man. Anyway, so uh, yeah, because you know, getting getting to chase is a little bit of a, a little bit of a chore, and and they don't have parking for media, so you got to kind of uh, sort of plan your you know plan your schedule about getting to the Warriors and getting a chance to uh, you know and, and see again. That gets back to football. Watching NBA practice is probably a little bit better than football, but you don't get a lot of time to watch the players. I think you get maybe what ten minutes of of like watching for B roll purposes. Right. 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 Yeah. That's about it. The rest of the time, you just you, you just you just get there so you can see them doing a little bit of stuff on the court, and then they go back to the interview room and you get availability with whoever comes out and talks. Do you think the Warriors, if if Wiggins does not come back, um, do the Warriors have any chance at a World Championship? I don't think they do. What do you think? Uh, yeah, but I, I think you're kind of putting the cart before the horse. I mean, the Warriors right now have to worry about getting into the playoffs <laughs> right now. I'm more concerned about that than anything else. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, you know, I, I know, I know they're the defending World Champs, but at this point. You really got to concern yourself more with just getting there. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, because 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 let's put it this way. Let's look at let's look at again. I'm I'm, I'm kind of changing the topic slightly. No, go ahead. Yeah, you know the Stanford women Cardinals. Uh, you know the Stanford women last night lost against Ole Miss. It's the first time a one seed's been knocked out in like 20 years, and I think the last time it was, it was that a one seed got knocked out. I think it was Stanford, or, or it might have, might have been another team, but it, it happened so rarely, and people thought this year. You know the Stanford women were headed to the NCAA Final Four at the very least, and now they're already going home. Why are we talking? Why are we, I mean, why are we talking about that right now? What's going? On? What's the point? Be- because the point I'm getting at is like there. I'm just talking about how a team that's expected to go somewhere, you can't always predict it. That's fair. That's what I'm that's getting fair. at. Yeah, I hear you. That's why I'm mentioning that. That's that. That's the point. I'm <laughs> Sorry, that's that's. I know it's a different sport, but that's but that's the same idea. I mean, they're they're a really good team in in college basketball and. And they're expected to, you know, be there, and now they're not. Yeah. So the Warriors are in a similar situation as well because there's no guarantee they're going to make the playoffs. And at the rate they're playing, they'll be lucky to squeeze in if they can't win more road games. They'll be they'll be looking at that playing tournament or not if if you know if it comes down to it because the, these these road losses are, are are really mounting up and affecting their chances at at, at staying in the playoff standings. Yeah, I I mean the the one the one good thing if uh, by some chance like. You know, it all goes to crap and, and you know, the Warriors exit early. Um, this show will be fun in terms of talking about all the maneuvering the Warriors are going to do to either start, you know, transitioning to the next phase of, of whatever they're going to be, um, you know, what they need to do to retool. I will say this, like the Warriors are not going to be giving up as a world championship contender as long as they have Steph, right? I, I do feel like there is a comfort there. So let's say for the sake of argument, this season just continues rolling downhill this snowball of of doo-doo like turns into you know a whole sewage uh sewage mess um it's going to be exciting to talk about like free agents it's going to be exciting to talk about potential trades you know ryan before you go a lot of people uh are criticizing jordan pool and jordan pool tonight um did not have i would say a great game uh he played 26 minutes uh turned the ball over only twice which by his standards are you know an improvement but yeah. he only went one for eight from the field. That only field goal he made was a three. He was one for six from beyond the arc. Finished the game with right. a whopping five points. Um, he did have eight assists, which is a, a huge positive. I'll give him that. Yeah. But yep. and, and a plus thirteen on the plus minus. So I'll get give him that as well because he had the second second highest plus minus tied with uh, Clay. So that's good. But you're right, one of eight is atrocious. That's really bad. Yeah, and, his, and I mean, it, that's just like. Yeah. And a lot of people are criticizing his defense, and I think there's validity there. Um, do you, is there any possibility that the Warriors trade him, or, or do you think that he's part of the long-term fixture? What are your thoughts on him? 
No, I think there's a possibility it could happen. Sure. I mean, I mean, but I think again, it's all contingent on how is this season going to end for the Warriors. Right. It's it's all going to It's all going to be based on that. I know. I I don't. I hope people don't think I'm taking out the easy way out here, but that's the truth. Yeah, I mean, the the sooner the Warriors have an exit than they wanted, leaves it up to the the open door possibility that the team needs to make more wholesale moves. I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, this will be interesting what happens. Brian, we'll get you back on the show for soon, especially since you're gonna be cool. uh if you're gonna be asking Kirk questions about Moody, man. You're you're I, a hundred dude, I, you're the, I, the door is I, open I, for you, dude. Like I I I, I will I will do my <laughs> best. I love it, man. Uh, anything we feel like we we did not cover today. I want to go over the box score real quick. I thought uh, I thought Jermichael Green played a solid game today. He played 12 just shy of 13 minutes, went two for five from the field, uh, missed his two three-point attempts, um, but still grabbed four rebounds again in 12 minutes of play, had four points. I just love his size, dude. He, I mean, he's six eight, six nine out there. Um, so he is making a difference, at least defensively. Uh, you know, this team is so short in general. I thought Kevon Looney uh, playing with a bad back played great, eleven points, ten rebounds. Um, anything you feel like we missed from tonight's game that we didn't cover? Yeah, the one thing I think we should address is, and and you you, know, you heard this on the broadcast too, is Kona Azabuki made a good point that the. Uh, the Rockets are not a big team, and the Warriors didn't exploit the paint enough. I think they exploited it early in the game, but afterwards did not. Um, let's see. I'm trying to look here. Again, look at the uh, Oh, yeah, points in the paint. I mean, they finished – yeah, see, they did finish with 50, but at one point they had a lot of points in the paint. And then they started doing that their their usual problem of, like, just settling for just, you know, not, not only threes but bad threes. Right. Just, just you know, sure, the shot might have been open, but it wasn't a good look. And, and I think, you know – Jordan Poole, he's you know he's 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 one of the guys that was responsible. But you look at some of the veterans, even Curry. You know, Curry Curry kind of should know better right, at, at times, and so should Clay. I mean, I, you know, when, when Clay's on fire, he's absolutely amazing. Uh -huh. But when he's when he's off, he can be really off. It's detrimental. So, it is. You're it, yeah, he's detrimental. Right. So I would say that uh, the Warriors. That's their biggest problem sometimes too, is they just get caught in this in this. Uh, not only this this uh, rut of shooting threes, but shooting threes with a lot of time on the clock. And again, Poole does it all the time. But I saw Curry doing it a lot tonight, yeah, too, he did. if I'm not mistaken. No, you're right. right? It, it, this is a team. Yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. Finish. I'm sorry. 20, 22 seconds on the shot clock. Jack it up a three. I'm like, what are you doing, man? It's like you got more time than that, and you got a lot of time. Why aren't you trying to Why aren't you trying to settle down the, sit on the court a little bit? You're, you're the point guard. You know, point guard's supposed to be able to see the floor. He's basically the quarterback of the basketball team. And try to see if you can find something better. And a lot of times the Warriors were just, and this again, this was in the game was kind of more on the balance. Yeah. I mean, again, the fourth quarter they basically, you know, finally dictated the, the tempo and and they basically ran Houston off the floor. And then Curry, of course, was able to make his fifth and final uh, three of the night by by, by stealing the score. I and mean, he basically uh, finished with the hundred, you know, got that to one hundred twenty one points. So that was nice to see. But yeah, overall his play tonight was like, if I had to rate Curry's play tonight, I'd probably give him a, like, okay, I'll give him a C plus. Yeah. I didn't think it was that, that, right. That sounded about right. Well, that, it, it sounds right. Maybe a B minus, but only whatever. Same, almost same thing. Only because yeah. um, he did score thirty tonight. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't think they're winning this right. game. Like, the, like when That's Curry true. left the game, everything started collapsing and falling apart. So yeah. Uh, but you're absolutely right, man. In, in in the last two games, he has ten turnovers. Um, that's not a good look. And I also totally do agree with you that a team that a year ago led the NBA in cuts and a team that I think right now leads the NBA in assists. Um, when they stop doing that, their offense stalls. You're absolutely right, man. I mean, you have too much talent on this roster. Yeah, and the thing ball. is this, too. Um, I'm looking at some of the comments here, but also I, I just also thought of one other thing. Not only are the Warriors just making the, shooting these bad threes, the Rockets were, were more comfortable taking the twos that they were given, and they were definitely making a lot more shots, either layups or shots in the paint, 
And the Warriors should be doing that. And, and they've had this problem for, you know, going way back. I and mean, this, this goes back almost to the days when Mike Montgomery yep. was the head coach. The Warriors have been this far back. Okay, we're, we're done. We're done. We're going to leave. But, you, just, you know what I mean? But, they, but they've always been a team that, that tends to yes. not – they look they, – they play more like like outside outside in versus inside out, right? Mike and, and Montgomery, that's kind of, man. Hey, but I remember that, though. Even in those days, too, they would, they would take a lot more threes. When they when they should be trying to drive the lane more. On, You're on right. You're I'm just I'm just saying. No, the reason I bring him him up is because it just goes to show you how long this problem has been around. It go it predates Kerr. It predates Jackson. It just goes back a long. Yeah, way. yeah. So all right. Well, tomorrow, Ryan. I can't thank you enough for coming on. We'll get you back on soon. Kylan Mills joins me tomorrow. I believe we're going to be uh, recording at 3 p.m. live. Um, and again, follow the program on Twitter at Locked On Dubs. That is where we announce what time uh, we start the shows. Um, so Kylan will join me tomorrow. And again, please, folks, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. The more subscribers we get, the sooner we can get Kylan as a full-time member of the show right now. She joins the program two days a week. I want her for five days a week, but we got to grow the show a little more uh, so we can increase that ad revenue and then get her on board. Uh, thank you, everyone, for uh, uh, joining the chat. Ryan Leong, you can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Leong, L-E-O-N-G. Uh, to my bosses, I locked on. Sorry again for... Uh, for going long. This is supposed to be a 30 minute show. I've been abusing that for about a week now. Just too much to talk about. But um, anyways, I guess that's it. We're good, right? I I'm going to join Larry Kruger's program if you want to join me there. Uh, Ryan, I'll tell him you say hello if you want. Yes. Um, tell and, and I'll go way back. Uh, oh, yeah. Otherwise, Ryan, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Uh, go Warriors. Love they won. Uh, they're back in the W column. The losing streak of 11 is over. And we got nine games to go in the regular season. It's, it's going to be fascinating what happens, Ryan. I, I, I am curious with the stretch run approaching. Are you curious, or, or do you feel like it's already like a like a a, a non discussion in terms of the Warriors' future? Like, do you still think they have a shot before we go? Like, do you think they have a chance? Because I do, I do. As crazy as it oh, yeah. sounds, oh yeah, of course. And and I, and when I say they got a chance, they've got they've got better than a dumb and dumber chance. Let's put it that way. <laughs> with those guys, they had no chance. They the Warriors here, they have a legitimate chance. Yeah, I love but that. <laughs> but given that, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I will say this: their chances are a heck of a lot better if if. Wiggins comes back. Beautiful. Good stuff. Beautiful. Yeah, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. And Gary Payne the second, right? I mean, those two are going to be massively huge. All right. Yeah. Thanks, folks. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Take care.